This is Kincaid and Breckenridge, exclusively on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Because I want to get right to our first guest. And this has been a big and, and I think a fascinating development this week in Alberta politics. Word that longtime federal MP Jason Kenney was believed to be one of the front runners for the federal conservative leadership is actually considering and has maybe even made up his mind to jump to Alberta politics as uh, a figure that uh, conservatives in Alberta can unite around. Obviously, Jason Kenney announcing his intention to get involved in political politics here in Alberta, in provincial politics, that is, would, would certainly be a game changer, but it wouldn't happen overnight and it wouldn't happen automatically. It's not as though him just showing up means everything falls into place and a path is paved for him to become premier. How exactly would this work? We're, we're led to understand that Jason Kenney is considering a run for the uh, soon-to-be-vacant uh, PC party leadership. And that were he to be successful in that endeavor would then uh, begin outreach efforts with the Wild Rose Party. There is a perception, though, amongst uh, a lot of people in the PC party that Jason Kenney has been rather hostile to them in the past. That he has uh, campaigned and supported uh, the Wild Rose Party in previous provincial elections. And then that's really where his loyalties lie. In fact, one Calgary's uh, PC MLA has uh, stated that if indeed Jason Kenney becomes the leader of her party, that won't be her party anymore. That in fact, uh, she'll quit. Sandra Jansen is the uh, Tory MLA for Calgary Northwest and joins us on the line here this morning. Hi there, Sandra. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, so listen, wh- what are you hearing? Well, you know, at, at this point, they, they're all rumors, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly it's an interesting discussion that it has sparked in provincial politics. And uh, with the idea that that Jason Kenney can actually come in and do this. Now, uh, certainly, uh, you know, I've stated uh, publicly, and I did so yesterday, that I wouldn't sit in a blended caucus with Jason Kenney. The thing is, the, the whole process is a complicated one. First of all, um, you can't actually blend two political parties, and I'm sure you've discussed this on your show before. Right. You either have to become one or the other, or you have to form a new party. So that's kind of the process. That's why I think, you know, when I said I wouldn't sit in a blended caucus, I have my full intention is uh, whatever happens in the next little while is to fight for the PC party until there is no longer a PC party. Okay. Um, there, there was uh, an attempt, of course, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, late in, in 2014, to, to create a, a blended caucus. Do, do you see this, what, what's happening now is as different from that? Well, you know, I I certainly think there's a frustration out there, and that frustration is that people are unhappy with the current government, and they're looking to find uh, another solution. And they're looking at the math and saying, well, if you blended the two parties, what you'd have is a successful combination that would defeat the NDP. Unfortunately, uh, what you don't allow for is the folks on the far right uh, who are in the wild rose and the folks that are center and and uh, who, who are more centrist in the PC party and those people aren't going to sit at the same table together. So even if you do the math six ways from Sunday, what you're going to have is uh, the blending uh, of of these two parties and then fracturing off of the of the right and fracturing off of the left. So I, I think it's. It's a little bit naive to think that what happens is, as soon as you do this, everybody comes to the table and is ready to play ball. Because philosophically, you know, uh, those of us in the center of, of the political spectrum, 
don't have a lot in common with folks on the far right of the wild road. And you're lumping Jason Kenney into that category? Well, you know, um, it's my perception that Jason Kenney is a social conservative. I'm not a social conservative. The progressive conservatives, in, in, in my estimation, and going back to Peter Lougheed, are socially progressive and fiscally conservative. And, and so I don't think philosophically we're on the same page. So I think it's going to be difficult uh, to find common ground on a number of areas. You don't think your current leader is a social conservative? Well, I, you know, I, I think we have an interim leader in place, Rick McIver, and uh, I think that we have an opportunity now uh, to, to move forward and choose a permanent leader, and I think that it's up to the membership. But keep in mind, we just had an AGM in May, and at that AGM, our, we had more than 1,000 members show up. They voted overwhelmingly for renewal as opposed to having a merger, and the majority of voices uh, that came to that meeting were progressive, and they came up to the microphone and they stressed how important it was to be progressive. I took so much hope away from that AGM because it was a reaffirmation to me of what a progressive conservative is. Okay, but you, you would agree that, that Rick McIver is a, a conservative, a social conservative? Well, you know, I, I, I don't think that's my place to say. I think, I think what I'm saying here is that, uh, that Rick understands uh, what the, the majority of our membership has stated, and uh, I believe uh, in this past year um, he has gotten behind that. There, there are social conservatives in, in the PC party, though. Oh, sure. Okay, and, and so it's, it's interesting because you, you've suggested that Jason Kenney or a social conservative were to lead the party, that you would quit. But do you think at the same time, if, if you or someone like you were to lead the party, that those people would quit? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, r- regardless of who you choose as, as a new leader, uh, you're going to have people that aren't going to be philosophically inclined, inclined to follow, and, and they're going to go in a different direction. But also, you know, when you reaffirm your commitment to uh, social progressivism, you're going to have people who are going to come back to the party who've been disillusioned for the last number of years. I just look at Calgary Northwest as an example in the last election. And uh, we had, you know, a wild growth candidate, shadow, can- like a paper candidate from the NDP, and the NDP still came in second to me. So, you know, there are some very strong progressive voices in Calgary Northwest, and that's the reason that I have the job I have today. Okay, well, why was it that, you know, if we go back to, to the, uh, well, you talk about Lougheed, we could talk about him, we mm-hmm. could talk about Ralph Klein, that, yeah. uh, that, that there was a, a big tent where progressive conservatives and social conservatives were, were united in the same party. Can it never go back to, to being that? I think you can have that, but with the understanding that we need to move forward on 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 certain issues, like on social issues, we need to move forward in a progressive way because that's what the majority of the membership wants. And and that is the important thing. So, um, you know, if you don't agree on some policies, but you agree on others, then you have to understand that the majority rules, the majority uh, makes a decision. And our membership, you know, from what I've heard so far, especially in the last year is, the majority feels that it's important to stress our progressivism on social issues. Well, what does that mean? What, what do you think that you and Jason Kenney would disagree on? Well, you know, I, I don't want to get prescriptive because, because you, know, I, I, um, you know, I don't have a list in front of me of all the things you voted against. Well, you must against, be thinking certainly... of something. Obviously, some, there's something that worries you, something you're, you're deeply concerned about, enough so that you have vowed to quit the party if he is the leader. 
There must well, be something. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm concerned about. I was concerned about in the federal government um, that they took the stand they took on the NECAB. Um, I thought that was alarming. It certainly was a problem for a lot of my constituents. I have more than 500 Muslim families in Calgary Northwest. And, and a number of them expressed to me that they felt less safe walking down the street in light of that situation. In fact, there was graffiti sprawled on the LRT station in that area. Um, I thought that was a, a disturbing and alarming conversation that happened during the election. Uh, the barbaric practices tip line is another thing that people expressed um, uh, their disgust with. And uh, so far, I don't know that he's ever uh, apologized for that or, or admitted there was anything wrong. You know, one of the things we did as a PC party was we made mistakes. And one of the things that's important over the past year was for us to reflect on the things that we did wrong and look for ways that we actually needed to improve and listen to people and listen to our public. And and so, you know, there were things that happened where we had to say, yeah, we're sorry. We made a bad decision there. That's one of the things you do. I think that's a part of good leadership. And, and I don't see Jason being contrite about any of the mistakes that that he and his government made, along with with, you know, not a great record on supporting LGBTQ um, uh, initiatives or policy. You know, well, those are things Sandra, that I we, find we know that, that we could talk about the Alberta PC Party's own record on that. Doesn't it seem oh, a, yeah. a little disingenuous? No, it's not disingenuous because what no. I said, what I said before is when we make mistakes, we have to apologize, we have to move forward and we have to do better. And that's something that we do as politicians all the time. I've certainly talked a lot about Bill 10 and the disaster that that was. Where we are now is a much better place on Bill 10. I, I have spoken at length about it. I did a long Facebook post detailing exactly what happened in the time where we uh, took on Bill 10. And and one of the things that I was very clear on was that we made a mistake there. We needed to do better. We needed to move on and we needed to embrace our progressivism. And, and that's something that we did. We, we're all, we all go through that in politics where you try to find the balance between what your party wants, what your caucus wants, what the public wants. And, and sometimes we make mistakes and we have to admit that and we have to move on. But well, I'm not okay. sure I see that from him. No. Well, I found it interesting when the conservative party, the federal conservative party voted to, to uh, change this policy, erase this policy that defined marriage as, as one man and, and one woman. Jason Kenney called that policy obsolete, said yeah. uh, changing it was a no brainer. So that sounds to me like he's being contrite about how the party previously felt about that issue and has embraced that that change. Well, I mean, uh, certainly you're you're entitled to feel that way. I'm not sure I felt a sense of contrition. Uh, what I felt was a party, a, a federal party, moving towards tolerance as opposed to acceptance, and I think that there's a big difference between the two. When we look ahead then to the upcoming leadership race, we, we don't know whether Jason Kenney is going to be involved in that yet. Right. Uh, do we know if Sandra Jansen is going to be involved in that? Well, I haven't made a final decision yet. I think that's uh, one of the things that I have decided, though, is that I am going to fight for the PC party that I joined 31 years ago. And I'm going to make sure that whatever happens, I am at the table with my voice to say, uh, look, these are the values I think that are important to me. They are important to a lot of Albertans. And I'm going to continue to fight until uh, until we reestablish that or until there's no party uh, to fight for anymore. Okay. Well, that said, um, 
obviously people coming into this race, we're going to know something about them. Jason Kenney, if, if indeed he is a candidate, as you say, we, we know a lot about him. But mm-hmm. do you want to hear these people out? Do you want to give them a chance to, to outline their, their vision for the party? Which people? Well, Jason Kenney. Let's, let's name him specifically. Well, he has an he has an opportunity to do that, and and if he makes a compelling case, and people decide that that's the direction they want to go in, they'll make that choice. That's the beauty of democracy. Yeah, that's that's true. Sandra, we'll leave it there. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, few months, obviously. Yes, it will. Uh, but thanks for making some time for us here this morning. Appreciate it. All right, it. cheers. Take All right, care, Rob. You too, Sandra Jansen, PC, MLA for Calgary Northwest. Emphasis on the P, she says. She's very much a progressive conservative and wants the party to remain that way. Doesn't like the idea of Jason Kenney leading that party and and concerns as to where he might take the party. What do you make of that? 974-8255. You can text us 770-770. Let's come back with some more thoughts on what you heard from Sandra Jansen. This is Kincaid and Breckenridge on News Talk 770. Roger Kincaid and Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays starting at 930 a.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary.